All right, we are back with another Mind Over Money. My name is Van. I'm a certified financial planner and private CFO with Oxygen Financial. And Mind Over Money is a weekly show where we discuss financial topics. We uh, teach you some life hacks and ways to educate yourself on financial topics to make a fatter wallet. And today we have... Um, a uh, good friend and special uh, guest, Mr. Justin Dyke, the founder of uh, Pool Dues. Um, and that's not dudes, that's dues, right? And so, um, Justin, I, I wanted to talk with you, Justin, today about not just Pool Dues, but in general, what people should be thinking about for their summer entertainment. You know, you, you run a company that helps local neighborhood pools, um, and we can talk about, you know, exactly what that does. But, you know, you also have like a gaggle of kids, right? And, yep. and so when, when, you're, when you get to summertime and the kids aren't in school and they need stuff to do, obviously you take them to the pool, but, you know, what else? I mean, what should people be doing? You know, for me, the most bang for the buck is uh, the movie theater. Even though you, you know, you always get a little hosed on the on the uh, popcorn prices and stuff like that. That's expected. But you know, there's all these times. I was just doing this the other day. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll take them to go to like Great Wolf Lodge for a night and stuff like that. And, and it's five hundred dollars minimum, and then you know you're gonna have to pay for food there and stuff like that. Um, so I try to just cram in a lot of summer blockbusters. I got very excited this summer when I saw all the things that were coming out. I said, good, we'll be there at least once a week. We're going, my kids went yesterday and they're going tonight too. Um, you know, you know, what's funny about that. My 17 year old just got a job at the town Brookhaven, um, Cinebistro theater there in town Brookhaven. Have you ever been to that theater? I, I lived right near it at one point. That's a good it's theater. It's an awesome theater. The seats re recline. They're they're wonderful. You scan a QR code and they bring you food right to your chair. Um, I, I, in my technologically kind of oriented mind, I was trying to imagine how they were doing that, right? Like, so you push a button on your chair and, and you know, suddenly somebody knows to come right over. And I was like, what is going on? Does every chair ping back to somebody's iPad or something like that? You know, all these kids are looking at their watches or whatever it is. How are they doing this, right? And then I finally turned around in the theater and I just saw that there was just a little LCD screen that said seat one, row three or whatever it was. <laughs> and I go, oh, that's really low tech. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all facing the, the other way, right? The employees. So you're, you're telling me you don't just take your pools and your kids and drop them off at the pool and say, go to town. I'm not spending any money today. <laughs> I, you That's know, not what you do? Eh, not yet. Yeah, we're starting to get there, you know, but that is, the pool is some is good, you know, um, for, for not having to spend much. Right. Like, what are you going to actually unless they have a concession stand like your pool does? There's nothing I can really do to like, you know, that's going to cost me money dropping them off. Yeah. Um, so you, your, your company pool dues helps manage the uh, dues payments and other features for local neighborhood pools. You have what a couple hundred pools now that you manage, uh, quite okay. a few pools. You what have you up. seen from a pool standpoint, right? Uh, as far as you know, we, we've seen the last couple of years with higher inflation. Is that passing along to pools? Are pools raising their prices? Oh yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we heard a couple of years back that just the price of chlorine was going up. That was the big thing that was hitting folks. Um, so but now, but now lifeguard costs are up yeah. because you got to pay those kids more money. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, yeah. and then just some general maintenance. Right. Right. Oh, stuff is always going to break. Um, yeah. You know, I was talking to our swim management company and they were kind of going off on, on, on the expectation of these teenagers these days, which is that they're not going to make $8 an hour. They all, all want to go and make in 12 to 15 bucks. And if McDonald's is going to give you $12, well, then to be a lifeguard, it should be, you know, like $3 more an hour, right? Because it's a little bit more of a sophisticated job, I guess, right? <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Training. Sitting on your ass for uh, five hours doing nothing but watching people in a pool. Yeah, that's real sophisticated. You know, it is the greatest stoner job, right? And I've never really thought about it that way. But I, I walked by one of the guards the other day. I was like, hmm. Smells a little funny, right? <laughs> you know, but they are just kind of sitting there on the stand. You know, they, they don't have to do much. They're not activated very often to jump in, right? So, <clears throat> but yeah, that is one but, of the is 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 since you're only managing neighborhood pools where they're typically membership run, they're not public pools, right? You don't have any public pools that you're managing. So, you know, yeah. is is that a better value? Is it better for me as a cost conscious? a parent to say, hey, I'm going to spend whatever the membership dues are, and then my family can go to the pool whenever they want? Or should I take that money and say, I'm going to keep that in my pocket, and I'm just going to go to the local neighborhood public pool and pay the 5 or $10 per day, since I only go to the pool a handful of times? Which, well, which, which know, is there's not, there's not a lot of those public pools anymore to begin with, right? Um, and so if the drop-off rate is 10 bucks, you know, let's say you got a few kids, you know, every time you go, it's $50, right? So then you're kind of looking at, well, if we go five, six, seven times this summer, it, it sort of pays for itself to go get the membership. But, you know, the average family membership is now, I think, about $650 for the summer. Yeah, you know, I think you kind of pay for the quality a little bit too. I remember going to a public pool as a kid and I was constantly getting dunked. Just stranger kids just coming up, dunking me. You know, it was a little bit like sardines in there. So you don't see a lot of that at the neighborhood swimming tennis clubs. And I guess you also don't get the camaraderie of of seeing the same people over and over and, hey, these are my neighbors. Now I can go hang out and socialize right. with my neighbors. So there's a, a social component that we have yeah. to put a dollar value to and say, how much is that social component worth? Yeah, well, and that is huge. You know, you see people exchanging phone numbers all the time at the, at the swim club. And you got to think, you're right. They're all living within probably the same, you know, one mile of each other. Their kids are going to the same schools. People start figuring out, oh, you know, what pre-K are you sending your child to when they get to that age? You know, I'm going to do the same thing, too. So, yeah, you know, you well, make it's, almost, it's almost like joining a fraternity in college, right? Big I'm, time. Paying, yeah. I'm paying dues so that I can hang out with other people, yeah, become yeah. friends and have uh, that that bond. Well, and you know, it, it's uh, the the neighborhood swim and tennis club is a really neat membership model business, just because if you do get them, you know, as a customer, right, you're probably going to get them for 10, 15 years. There, it's going to take a while for them to age out, you know, unless they go find another. Swim I, I club. love the fact that you called it a business because. <laughs> It is shocking how many people don't get that concept and they say, oh, well, I'm a member of the pool. I just go to have fun at the pool. And they forget that it's, you know, most of them are not, um, most of them are not homeowners association based, right. right? They're independent or private in some way. 
And I like to say that um, neighborhood pools are in the entertainment business. That's the business they're in. They are a nonprofit entertainment business. What are they doing? They're entertaining you and your kids in a variety of ways, playing tennis or swimming or swim team. And don't get me started on um, swim team. I, I think your kids are on swim team. This is their first year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's what's been your experience of being at a swim meet? Well, those have really sold me on it, actually. I love just the, it's this beehive of activity. I had no idea what the, it's, what like, it's like craziness. Yeah. 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 Where, um, you know, there's two parents that are in charge of rounding up the six to seven year old boys. I didn't know that stuff like that went on before, you know, and people are scrambling like, oh, I can't find Charlie or I can't find this kid. They all oh, get him over here. Right. Um, and, but, but how efficient at the end of the day, it is pretty like those races go by quick, right? You know, sometimes there's two or three races within a couple minutes, you know, they got to get everybody in there. So it's neat to see the, the whole kind of community come together and do that. Well, and, you know, back to the uniqueness of these businesses, I can't think of another business, um, where potentially every employee can change over every couple of years. Cause they're all volunteers. Right. Um, and that's another thing too. I mean, for the most part, none of, uh, very few of my clients have anybody that, that is, is fully on staff, right? So everything that is done is, is, is on a volunteer basis, other than maybe like the hiring of the lifeguards and stuff like that. But, you know, every other aspect of it, um, and they, and they tend to run pretty well from year to year, you know, uh, can you imagine if like Coca-Cola just every once in a while, I was like, yeah, we're just going to get a bunch of volunteers in here and they're, they're going to run Coke for the next couple of years. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, and what's amazing is, uh, going in and seeing the, the kind of financials of these bit, bit little businesses, right. And it can range from, oh, you know, they're making 130,000 a year to, you know, we've got clients that make up to close to a million dollars. And again, it's just a volunteer run business. You kind of go, Oh my gosh, like, should they really be doing this? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I believe our neighborhood pool is, is approaching the 350,000 range. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a lot more than most people make. Right. You know, so when you think about someone that owns their own business, right, if they were to tell you, yeah, I make 350 a year, you're going to go, wow, that's a successful business you own. Right. Yeah. But the family come into the pool, you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, concessions. And obviously, a lot of pools do have concession stands and they use that to help generate revenue for themselves. Um, you know. I'm just curious, is that the best way for someone who's saying, hey, I'm, I've got a budget, right? And I've got to spend X amount of money for the summer on entertainment. My kids already have to go to summer camps, which is a fortune. And now I got to pay these, these uh, pool membership dues. And now all of a sudden I'm at the pool and, you know, the kids go to the concession stand. Now your software, one of the things that that I personally love about your software is that it can all be automated for the concession stand. So now members don't have to bring cash or a credit card. They can just come up and, you know, charge their member account, load right. money on their member account. And I'm just curious if you're getting feedback from other pools about how that's working. If a lot of them are using them, if we're ahead of the curve on that and are they finding parents, loading money on and the kids just blowing through it. <laughs> um, yeah. 
you know, that's where I, we're at. That's where we're yeah. at at our pool is one parent came up to me and complained. I put $60 on that account and it was gone in one day. All well, right. Give so, your kid the code. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, but, but that's tough too, because that's the whole point of it is that you, you do want it to be easy. Right. Um, and we'll, and we'll software up a solution soon for, I guess the, maybe a daily limit. I didn't even think about that, but that's not um, a bad idea for a feature right. daily limit or maybe separating out and having a kid's account so the parents right. can load just ten dollars yeah. on the kid's account so the kid's not blowing through all their money. Now that actually is an option right now, but you would have to make them as cut the kids a separate little sub account. But but yeah, that's totally in there. Um, you know, but but this but this is kind of the dream of any business, right? Is like, you know, what what does Home Depot want to do? They 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 want to sell Home Depot bucks in some ways. They want to sell a lot of gift cards because well, gift cards sometimes get lost. But you know, once it's in that gift card format, <laughs> once you have that gift card, you kind of don't care what you're buying, right? Because at that point, it's like, well, hey, I've already spent the money, so ah, I'm gonna get get more bird feed, even if I didn't really need bird feed. So you know, with with the pools, it's like. You know, or I think with everybody, like at what point do you go, oh, this transaction isn't even worth me pulling out my credit card or my debit card, right? You know, and I think everybody has that kind of number in their mind where they're not going to go to the gas station and buy something that's 50 cents. I don't know why. I mean, it's it, to me, it's all the same, you know, but I, I but I feel like, well, I got to I got to put more into the order other than just a couple of lemon heads. I got to get some bag of chips or, or, or some soda to go along with it. Um, so that's kind of the mentality that, that you're talking about here is that people go, well, once we've got it in there in our fun bucks account, we'll just wipe it out. Right. <laughs> you know, cause it's already been paid for. Um, I do that a lot with Dunkin' Donuts. Every time I reload my Dunkin' Donuts card, I'm like driving through the neighborhood, like who wants donuts? You kids want some? I'll, I'll stay right there. I'll come back, you know? <laughs> So uh, I guess it's a success that people are blowing through. So it sounds like you're just free flowing with your Dunkin' Donuts cards. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I need to come over to your neighborhood so I can get (laughs) some free Dunkin' Donuts because my budget is zero for Dunkin' Donuts. There's been a couple times recently where I've unnecessarily bought the entire box of coffee just because I was like, well, two or three other people will want some. I mean, I'll go through half of it myself. <laughs> Why did you bring a box? <laughs> so, are you yeah, getting, are you um, getting any... Any... Go ahead. Well, I think about half of our clients are actually using the, the concession aspect of it. Anybody that has a concession stand, they've decided, oh, let's go ahead and try this thing out, you know? Um, and, and and a big part of it is, hey, you know, uh, a lot of times these concession stands are only open for about 15 minutes during the hour, right? So you got to cram a lot of sales into that 15 minutes. And, you know, a, a kid coming up there with a wet debit card or something like that, that slows things down. You know, you got to swipe that thing, make sure it works, get some, you know, stuff like that. So this is kind of like, hey, what's your member number? Boom. There you go. Here's your stuff. We, we put it on your account. Accounts can go negative. You know, do you guys let them go negative? We do let them go negative, but we don't take debit cards or credit cards. The only right. time we take the only time we take cash, credit, or debit is at swim meets because mm-hmm. there are people from other pools that are not members, and so we have to take it for them at the swim meet, which is yeah. a very profitable endeavor for our pool because you know you've got 200, 300 people at the pool all at once for the swim meet, and they're all coming up wanting food. Um, yep. you know, 
Well, and you know, I think everything kind of goes out the window at that point, you know, because a lot of times the even the the sales of that stuff is going maybe more directly to the swim team or whatever. So the, our last swim team on Tuesday, you know, the even though my club uses my software, you know, the swim team had a Venmo QR code up there. It's like just scan this, pay it, give it, give us cash, whatever that's going to be. You know, yeah, and those yeah. are all like free nights out of the at the swim meet. We do the same thing, but you know, we tell the members when they're at the swim meet they can still use their club account and we do let them go negative but we threaten them <laughs> we, we we i'm sorry we highly encourage them not to go negative that's funny well it, you know this is another unique this unique thing about these businesses is there's a, a lot of them, there's a long waiting list to get in you know so if you if you step out of line as a member you know somebody might take your spot right you know, can you imagine going to the gym and, and being like yeah, we can't get you in here for a few years. And by the way, if you screw up lifting weights or something like that, we might kick you out, right? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's rare, though. <laughs> I know the pool do software really won't help with this topic, but I'm curious if you've gotten feedback because I know you also run, um, you know, a uh, a Facebook group for pool uh, people that are are running pools. And I'm wondering if you get any feedback from the people running pools um, about, you know. How do I say this politically correct? Parents who just like to treat their neighborhood pool as like a giant babysitter for themselves. They come to the pool. Their kid has got no supervision. They're just allowed to run around. And next thing you know, things are getting broken or messes are made. And then the parent collects their kid and leaves. And now the people running the pool have to deal with the cleanup. Yeah, you get any yeah. feedback like that from other pools? You know, th there's not a ton. Um, surprisingly enough, uh, a lot of the, you know, the, I guess kind of the biggest concern that that the club managers have is, is not so much the member child, but the member child's friends, right? That are a little less respectful um, of, of the club. Because you know what? Actually, I think a lot of the kids that go to these pools are pretty respectful of the club. They, you know, they are on the swim team. They have a little bit of pride in it. But yeah, once you get, you know, that kid, you know, and then a bunch of their friends in there, uh, and it's funny you would say that actually because just today we released a new version of our um, of our front desk iPad software that that makes guest logging a lot more visible to the to the the staff to the point where you know, okay, if a kid's coming in, you might want to put in the names of each one of their friends. You might want to put in those kids parents phone numbers right hey you know all right you look like you're a rowdy 12 year old give me your mom's phone number i'm gonna put it in here right and then they can go back through those logs and see okay well this kid's acting out of line let's let's call up the parent um but also the, you know that's going to be helpful too just for um you know you could see okay i want to go and review in the last two years how many times has van brought guests to the club and what are the names of those people too so if we see that you've brought the same person just over and over again you know at that point the club might want to go oh, uh, let's make a little bit money, more money here let's have you actually or let's have that family you know join the club right um so you, may, you mentioned you mentioned wait list so that's pretty common across the country because you've got yeah. pools all across the country right not just here in atlanta yeah yeah, yeah. from washington so all the way, yeah and they're all seeing the same thing people wanting to join their local neighborhood pool but they mm -hmm. can't because there's right. no room yeah like you're saying it's like a fraternity fraternity sorority you know it's that whole fomo thing 
Um, as soon as as soon as the club starts running out of space, you know, you you kick on that wait list and you make a little bit of money off of that. Uh, and then what usually happens is is the wait list far exceeds the um, you know the available spots, right? So if if thirty people are leaving in a year, fifty people signed up to be on the wait list, and then those wait lists become longer and longer. Then we go to our clubs and we say, listen, you know, maybe for maybe twenty five dollars is too low to get on the wait list. You need to bump it up to a hundred or two hundred dollars. Well, we're 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 at fifty, and we have enough people on the wait list where we could replace every single member. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, if everyone I'm... quit the pool all at once, we would not have a problem. Now you need to think about buying another pool. You... <laughs> right? An annex pool. Or I'll, just buy, I'll just buy a couple of houses in the neighborhood and tear them down. Right. Right. <laughs> Is it, well, listen, we, we, we've run for 20 minutes. We've talked about uh, your company, pooldues.com. And if there's any, anyone running a local neighborhood pool, I, I highly recommend you reaching out to Justin. Uh, the software is absolutely fabulous. And, and you know, I, I will tell you for, for our pool, our board members love not only the software, but the ability to come up with ideas, take the ideas to you, and then you implement those. Um, so, so many features have been added since we first started with you. Um, and I think some of them have been because we've made suggestions or recommendations. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. is fabulous software. And I do like, um, you know, our discussion on how to, to entertain our kids. Um, frankly, I'm not 100% sure about the movie because by the time you get four or five kids and popcorn and drinks and all that. I mean, all of a sudden you're spending, you know, a hundred plus just to go to see a movie. I'll, 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 I'll figure out the cost per minute. You know, I got five kids, so it's, there you it's go. Pretty high. Do a comparison. And this is what I want you to do. We're going to bring you back on the show in, 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 uh, you know, two or three months. I want you to do a comparison of the cost per minute of sitting in that theater compared to the cost of going to the pool. How many times do I have to go to the pool to break even on my pool dues? Yeah, yeah. Well, every I do try to think in that um, that way for the pool. Like, you know, okay, we're going to go to the pool. Am I getting it down to 30 cents per visit, you know, per kid, you know? Um, yeah, obviously the movie theater is nowhere near as <laughs> worth it as that. Um, but, but then we also hear, you know, from, from members that are like, shoot, I only came two, three times this summer. So they were paying like $200 a visit, you know, but those are the folks that are p potentially going to age out of the club. And, and Hey, like you're saying, you know, if your club's doing well, you can replace them. <laughs> you know? no. Well, I mean, we're, we you know, my family is pretty much at that, you know, point where we're close to a, I mean, my son doesn't go to the pool anymore right. you know at 17 he's just not interested in going to the pool anymore my wife rarely goes if it if it wasn't for the fact that i love socializing with the people you know it would not be a a, a good use of my money uh right. to, to to be a member of the pool but i do love that uh sort of fraternal aspect of being able to interact with with friends and neighbors at the pool hang out drink a beer you know, which is another another plus over the public pools because I don't believe public pools allow alcohol. No way. So, <laughs> there, there, well, there's there's another plus for spending yeah. a little bit extra on pool dues. Well, and you know, real quick before we go, I, you know, for the business minded folks out there, you, you know, what do you what do we do with somebody like you, 
right? That you, you don't want to lose that customer entirely. So you, you want to give them some sort of alternative, you know, to keep giving you a little bit of money, right? And keep you in, in that community or keep you buying whatever that product and what, is. And what's the, what's the suggestion for that? Well, um, does your club have a, uh, a empty nester membership? Let's put it that way. We have a golden. <laughs> yes. We call, yeah, it, exactly. we call it golden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, and that exists in a lot of different, like it's, it's named a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's called like a social membership, right? Where uh, they get to come to the big events, they get to stay on the newsletter list, you know, but they're not really supposed to come in and enjoy the pool every day, you know, stuff like that. They can't so, go swimming, but yes. when... when but when there's uh, a drink party or, right. you know, a wine and whiskey party, they can come to those. And, like and that's that. what they want to come to anyway, you know. But And also, hey, you know what? Keep supporting your neighborhood club because your house is within a mile of that thing. You know, when you want to sell that house, you want there to be a swim club, you know, still there in 20 years. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um Folks, uh, we come to you every Thursday at noon with uh, great guests talking about uh, different financial topics, trying to educate you on how to better use your money, make a fatter wallet, and come up with some great life hacks. Love Thanks it. for Thanks, coming. Man. Appreciate it.